Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and around the world, this is your host for the David Harris Jr. Show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and around the world. This is another episode of your, with your host, David J. Harris Jr., and it's an honor to be here with all of you on this day when finally the president himself signed the CARES Act to help all of us combat the situations that we're in. Self-isolating, self-quarantine. Are you going a bit crazy yet? I know it's been pretty fun around here. At least I've had both my daughters here with us this uh, past week. Uh, hopefully you are with family, you're with friends, and uh, I got a clip to show you from one of this one of the gentlemen today, one of the reporters, uh, EWT, uh, EWTN News, that was uh, asking the president what to say to all the parents and all the kids out there, all the little ones. I don't have any little ones running around. Mine are in their early 20s. But what to say to all the kids during this uh, during this situation where they are not able to go to school and they're climbing the walls? It was pretty amazing. There was also something else that the president said today that I'm going to bring you that pretty much brought a tear to my eye. It's why I love this president so much. It's why I support him emphatically. And I, it's why I am so uh, honored to be a part of his campaign, championing for him and uh, and then bringing the news to you as well. It's what I do. It's why I do it. So thank you guys so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. For all of you out there on Facebook, thank you. Twitter, thank you. YouTube, thank you. And if you're listening to my podcast, thank you so, so much. It looks like that is going to be a medium that I'll be able to not be silenced as much and censored as much. So I'm really hoping that all of you that haven't yet could subscribe there. And uh, if you like what you hear, give me five stars. I've done some amazing one-on-one interviews. Uh, I did one with Congressman Dan Crenshaw this week. That dropped yesterday. And uh, the other individual, I got bumped back a little bit, that the, the, the man that brought down Jeffrey Epstein, that one is dropping, I believe, tomorrow. So amazing one-on-one interviews to be able to take your mind off a little bit of what is currently happening. It's just we need things to do. We got we, we to be constructive, and we should try to be as positive as we can. And uh, I had some other really good calls today as well. So, uh, again, it's a blessing to be here. Thank you guys so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. Let's get into the news, Ellen. David J. Harris Jr. on podcast. Your favorite podcast player, Android, Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, whatever you want. Uh, it is there for you. So here we've got here we've got um, the president talking about the Army Corps of Engineers that are doing an amazing job. When asked the question, um, you know, a lot of individuals, a lot of governors, some of them are throwing rocks at this president. The mayor of Louisiana is throwing rocks. Uh, at this president mayor, I believe, of, of New Orleans is throwing rocks at this president. It's all hogwash. It couldn't be further from the truth. He acted early. I'm going to show you a clip from Dr. Fauci today where he specifically states that because the president acted when he did in January to close off the ports of entry from China is the reason we have the small numbers that we've had so far to date. Uh, but this is uh, the president talking about the amazing individuals that are doing tremendous work to get additional things ready for states that are in uh, in crisis. What I'm asking is what more specifically do you want the governor of Washington? Uh, All I want them to do, very simple. I want them to be appreciative. I don't want them to say things that aren't true. I want them to be appreciative. We've done a great job. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Mike Pence, the task force. I'm talking about FEMA. The Army Corps of Engineers, there's no country in the world could have done what the Army Corps of Engineers has done and is doing. Now they're going in and building literal, they're going into hotels and renovating hotels. 
That should be for governors to do. That should be for states to do. We have the Army Corps of Engineers so teed up and so stocked up, and they're really psyched, and they're incredible. And there's no games with these people. They're in there screaming, get it done, get it done. There's not like sitting around taking it easy. These are workers. These are incredible people. So I think the Army Corps of Engineers, when when somebody for political reasons wants to blame, I view that as blaming these incredible people. Absolutely love uh, what our president had to share about the Army Corps of Engineers and all the rest of the individuals that are working hard tirelessly to help combat this crisis in a lot of your local areas in your states. Uh, Gavin Newsom, more praise for the president as uh, a, a mercy ship was uh, reached the port in uh, in California today. Can you even believe that we're hearing any praise whatsoever out of Gavin Newsom's mouth, but we are. Same with Cuomo in New York. He's pretty much, for the most part, he's thanked and, and shared that he believes the president and his administration has done an amazing job. Here's a clip of the uh, the USNS Mercy hospital ship arriving in California, and Gavin Newsom is definitely thanking and acknowledging and honoring the president. not have happened soon enough, and it would not simply have happened without his support and leadership. The fact that we are able to turn this around in a few days is a demonstrable example of leadership at every level of government, including uh, our FEMA representatives. I want to just thank everybody uh, throughout this region uh, for supporting uh, the remarkable asset that now is pre-positioned to help us with the surge of COVID-19. I also want to thank the governor for why the ship is here. And I'm going to get to the ship in a moment. But I know the conversations he had directly with our president and vice president is why we have today a ship that now will be the largest hospital in Los Angeles at its full capacity. And at its capacity today, we'll add a third more available beds and at full capacity, two thirds. That right there, uh, friends, is what our president is doing, working tirelessly, just cutting the red tape. The president is a boss when it comes to cutting red tape regulations to get the job done. That's what's made him so effective as a businessman. And now, and now at the helm of our country, well, he's still getting the job done. Domestic terrorist was killed. Uh, can you believe there are individuals out there that would try to take advantage of this pandemic? Well, I, I believe it, and it does happen. Uh, well, this gentleman, uh, this not so gentleman, I can rephrase that. Uh, he lost his life. The FBI took him out. FBI agents killed domestic terrorist suspect who was planning mass casualty, uh, a mass casualty attack due to the COVID-19. Yeah, there are some domestic terrorists that think this is a great opportunity to try to wreak additional havoc. In the statement from the F uh, tonight, the FBI uh, says a Missouri man had tried to uh, they tried to arrest yesterday was planning on uh, to car bomb a health care facility amid the COVID-19 crisis. He died after his injuries inflicted during the arrest. Uh, target of a long-running domestic terror investigation. The FBI says that one of their agents fatally shot a domestic terrorist Tuesday in the 100th block of Wilbur Parish Circle in Belton. Officials say the suspect, 36 years old, not going to say his name, was angry with the government's social distancing measures to stop the spread of the coronavirus Wilson repeatedly planned to bomb a hospital in response. The FBI investigators say Wilson was motivated by racial, religious, and anti-governmental views. It's making people go stir crazy. It's making some people just go crazy. 
Some people already have crazy in them. It's it's bringing it out. Thank God they stopped that jack nut before he was able to uh, bring out carry out any of his of his dangerous plots. More good news. Americans seem to be waking up again. That's why I'm here. That's why I bring you the news is because there's so much fake news out there. And let's just call it what it is and what they are. Liars. There's so many liars out there intentionally spreading misinformation right out just lies just to try to drive a wedge between the American people and this president. Well, Americans seem to be waking up. The Gallup poll fake news media ranked dead last in response to the pandemic, out of nine completely different leaders and institutions in the United States that are responding to the virus, uh, COVID-19, hospitals have been ranked at the top uh, with a 88% approval by Americans. According to Gallup, the news media has been ranked dead last with the worst uh, rating only 44%. President Trump was awarded a 60% approval rating of how he has been handling the virus. And Vi- uh, Vice President Mike Pence has earned a 61% approval rating. So I think that this uh I think that points to the fact that Americans are waking up. They're tired of hearing the slanted questions that these reporters continue to just try to throw at this president, but I love his responses. And again, I'm so appreciative that he takes the time to direct his questions, uh direct his his vision and his concerns and uh, what he sees happening directly to the people. At the same time, he doesn't mind taking the questions from so many individuals that just tout fake news. Uh, here is here's one of the mayors that I was talking about. This is the mayor of New Orleans that this woman's got skeletons, not only in her closet, but one actually hanging off of a building in New Orleans that collapsed in October. It's still hanging there. You can still see the pictures. It's not a skeleton. You can see the guy's legs from a collapsed building that she still didn't even get cleaned up in her own city. And yet this woman has the audacity to say this. Well, I guess my computer didn't want to didn't want to hear what she had to say. She basically blames the president. She blames the president. She says, oh, he didn't uh, make it clear enough to all of us. You know what? The CDC didn't make it very, very clear either. At least President Trump closed off the ports of entry to China early on when he did. But you, you, you're the mayor. You can make up your own decisions. If you hear about a pandemic in, that's, that could be coming into your neighborhood, into your town, you should do your dangdest to make sure that you can stifle the growth of it, especially when you're in New Orleans, where there's massive crowds of people getting together. You know, it's interesting to me. I'm going to share this with you. It's very, it's very, very interesting to me. I'm not sure if I shared this yesterday or not. Uh, I, I'm not the, I, I'm a believer, right? I, I believe in the Bible. I, I believe it front to back. I believe Jesus is who he said he was, but I don't like to jump on the bandwagon that it's that it's judgment or it's God's judgment or it's God doing this. I don't believe God gives disease. He doesn't give illness because he doesn't have it uh, to give. I do believe, however, people can act in a certain way where they walk outside of any type of covering where basically you're open for the enemy to just bring you an all out assault. That is that's where I line up with with how I believe and who I believe God is. Uh, it's interesting to me, though, that the five states across the country that have been hit the hardest are also the same five states that have the most abortion clinics. New York, California, New Jersey, Florida, and Washington. You can look it up yourself if you don't believe me. I looked it up. 
Those five states have the most abortion clinics in the country, and they're the five states dealing with this the worst. Now, that's not to say that it won't change, obviously, but uh, it was a pretty interesting uh, pretty interesting fact that was brought to me, and then I researched it and found that it was accurate. Then you look at New Orleans. It's like a mini Sin City. Um, you know, it's the 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 amount of what everything that goes on there. Now it's a ghost town. Everything's shut down. Las Vegas. I've got friends there. They say the strip is completely shut down. It's interesting. If you think about how blessed we've been as a nation and why we've been blessed as a nation, it's interesting to think about these things rising up. And yeah, in Revelations, it talks about plagues will be released and things like that. Again, uh, I, I don't want to get too far down those rabbit hole trails, but it's interesting to me that so many different aspects of our society have been shut down. Now, a lot of businesses have been shut down as well. So I do understand that. But uh, I'll, I'll get back on topic. I just I just felt like I'd share that with you guys. So we've got this. We've got we've got Congressman Massey. If you heard that he was basically trying to hold up the bill, uh, the bill did get signed today. Thank you, Mr. President. I believe it's going to go a long way to help Americans pay some bills, get some food, whatever, whatever they need. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty out there right now. Talk to a lot of individuals that say, you know what? I don't think I'll have a business to go back to. Even the stimulus is going to be great. It's fine. But when this thing's over, you know, building up a customer base again, hopefully the customers just come back. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, I do think that this bill was at least a step in the right direction. It still was filled with so much fluff. Uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw breaks it down on his podcast. Charlie Kirk, I listened to his podcast last night. He breaks down a lot, line by line. He breaks down a ton. Let me actually just go through it. I'm going to go through it really quick with you. I wasn't planning on doing this, but uh, Charlie, I'm going to, I'm planning on having Charlie Kirk on my podcast to talk about some of this. You know, the free money, he points out it's not free, right? It's taxpayer money. And uh, he covers demand side redistribution. The fact that this is really just to get people through. It's not necessarily going to do anything for the economy because this is just, people aren't even necessarily going to spend it on stuff that's going to see a boost in the economy. It's just to get people through. Uh, He covers uh, unemployment insurance, but the extra $600 a week, why give somebody an extra 600 a week, which could be more than they were already making during, you know, while they're working, it's almost incentivizing them to not work. And it could also lead to uh, employers leaving people, right? Laying them off indefinitely or permanently. Maybe they were planning on doing it already. Whole, Whole lot of things that he gets into in this. But uh, he definitely breaks down how the American Medical Association getting $117 billion. There's a lot of things being uncovered, I believe, right now that hopefully, hopefully the president sees this. Uh, they'll, they'll have some time to actually look through this. A lot of things need to change. A lot. Be ready if you listen to Charlie's podcast to be blown away. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I wanted to just share a few little tidbits. But Massey, ahead of the uh, virus stimulus vote, House lawmakers concerned rep Massey may trigger delay. He tried to. Frantic and angry lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are jumping on airplanes and flying to the nation's capital to make sure the House has the quorum when they meet to vote on the uh, virus bill already passed by the Senate. A quorum requires at least 216 lawmakers to show up for the vote. Rep. Massey uh, is is key to fly in. He's the fly in the ointment. Originally, lawmakers were concerned that AOC was threatening to do the same thing that Massey did. Uh, but uh, he's taken it more seriously and he refuses to bend to the pressure put upon him. The president came out and said, oh, he's a he's a third rate. Uh, uh, he, he's looking for attention. You know, I don't know. I, I can understand that there are some things in this bill that 
The Democrats had to just again, if if we can bring it all back, the Democrats had to add their slush. They had to add their pig. They had to have some pork in there. They couldn't just leave this and let it be a bill that's actually going to go to Americans, go to small businesses, go to large businesses. They can take care of their employees. They can then go and continue to live there. No, they, they wanted to add their garbage to it. So if we roll it all back, hopefully when the dust settles on this, Americans will understand that the Democrats definitely sold all of us, uh, sold, sold all of us out. They just, they just absolutely did. So, Here's what at least is not happening in the United States. Sure, we're in quarantine, right? We're self-isolating. Uh, we're self-quarantining. But here's what the the people, the authorities in India are doing when they find people. India's on a nationwide lockdown. Here's what happens when they find people that are not obeying their, their curfew. I guess it could be worse here. It continues. It's not really funny, I guess. It's kind of funny. At least they're not getting hit with baseball bats. But at least that's not happening here, ladies and gentlemen. At least we are staying self-isolated. We're taking we're taking the president's advice and the task force advice, and we're self-quarantining. We're self-isolating. Uh, that is a good thing. Again, we live in the greatest country in the history of the world. We've had the we've had the biggest surplus that we've had because of this administration getting into the, getting us to this point. He'll get us out of this just like uh, he created the biggest, greatest economy for us uh, in decades, if not ever. He will get us through this. Um, Joe Biden has just more issues, friends. Again, not only, I think, has he stopped doing his own little press conferences uh, via telestream, live stream, whatever, because he just continues to fumble over himself and really make himself not look very good or expose that he's got something going on mentally, which... I've said it before, if he's got something going on mentally, why in the world would his family put him through this? The DNC obviously doesn't care. I said it before, if they feel like they can get him in, if they feel like the ballot harvesting that they already do, the the fraud, the election fraud, if they feel like they can get him in, he'll probably step down after he wins and we'll be stuck with whoever he picks as vice president, which... Nobody, obviously, not even the Democrats wanted because there's no female. He said he'd select a female. There's no female that the Democrats wanted to even be in the running. So he's got a little bit more issues, though. After he is after he is credibly accused of sexual assault, the news just got worse for Joe Biden. Democrat voters launch campaign against him. It's just gone from bad to worse. Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden is in a world of trouble for allegedly uh, alleged sexual impropriety in the past. And now it is causing many Democrats to get concerned that he would get wrecked by President Donald Trump this 2020 election. This week, more light was shed on the allegations from one of his former staffers on Friday. The hashtag Time's Up Biden began to trend on Twitter 
with Democrats expressing their concerns. Democrats, we have good news and bad news. One said the bad news is only two weeks as a front runner. Biden's campaign has uh, has cratered. He has been exposed as a senile, a rapist and a losing in key states. Oh, wait, that was the good news. <laughs> but bad news is you still got 29 weeks to go. That was a uh, supporter of Senator Bernie Sanders, obviously a Democrat. Uh, do they just now are they just now thinking that Biden is going to get eaten alive by Donald Trump when it comes time to do live debates? The, the man, the president of the United States will eat his lunch. There is no either one of them, him, Biden. It doesn't matter. Uh, I personally can't wait for those. He uh, the president always never ceases to uh, to uh, to fail, giving us lots of clips, uh, lots of things to enjoy and to research. But he always comes out on top. So let's go to Trudeau really quick. This is another cause to just say thank you that Donald Trump is our president and not a uh, beta male like a, like a Trudeau uh, or a Hillary Clinton, if you will, a globalist, Biden, globalist, dealings with China, dealings with Ukraine, um, Bernie, avowed socialist, pretty much communism. It's funny to me that so many individuals say, oh, Bernie's a socialist. That's not even anything like communism. Do your research. Socialism is an entry point to communism. It's its little brother, the little one, the cute one that looks all nice, that you think is going to do everything just right, winds up being just as deviant as the older brother. Yeah, that's socialism for you. So Trudeau sent 17 tons of coronavirus protective supplies to China. Now Canada is running low. Aren't you thankful our president's a, an American first president? Canada is facing, and I'm sorry if you're in Canada and dealing with this. This is not any slight on you. This is just unfortunately exposing what Justin Trudeau has done um, that's, that's sad and not good for your own country. Canada is facing a very serious shortage of medical equipment in their fight against the virus after sending 17 tons of supplies to China despite warnings from the World Health Organization that the virus would not be contained to that country and would likely spread throughout the world. Now they're paying the price as many hospitals are limiting doctors and nurses to just one mask. Andrew Shear tweeted out, outrageous. Doctors across the country are facing urgent shortages of critical supplies. The Prime Minister must explain why he, why he sent 50,000 face shields, 1,100 masks, 1,800 goggles, 36,000 medical coveralls, 200,000 uh, nitro gloves and 3,000 aprons from Canada's own government reserves. Again, I think it's just one more cause to say thank you, Mr. President, for putting America and Americans first. You are our leader and you are putting the safety, security and health and well-being above everything else and above all the other countries and especially above politics. You're getting the job done. Here's the here's Dr. Fauci for all the governors, for all the individuals out there that say, yeah, I see the celebrities doing it. I see it on Instagram. I see it on Twitter. So many celebrities have their heads up their rear ends when they are trying to blame this president for this crisis in our country. Uh, blame China. It came from there. They lied about it. They didn't say that it was an issue. They tried to downplay it, and then it got out and started spreading anyway. But the president took decisive action. That's not new for China. China. This has happened several times in China. This video right here, Dr. Fauci is explaining that back in 2003, the same thing happened in China, and they did the exact same thing 
they lied about it. China in the Guangdong province, the, the sort of history repeats itself, right. Mr. President. Right. In China, in the Guangdong province, there was this strange disease that came up that nobody knew what it was. The Chinese didn't really tell anybody about it for a few months, November until it got to Hong Kong. When it got to Hong Kong, next slide, in a hotel in Hong Kong, and this was way back in 2003, someone from China went to the hotel, infected a bunch of people, next slide. And this is what you had. You had flights going, at the time, we didn't make any restrictions the way you did, which I think saved us a really lot of, lot of hurt. Next slide. And then this is what happened. There were 8,000 cases, 774 deaths. And that's how I get the number that I've been telling you that the mortality of SARS was about 9 or 10%. Dr. Fauci himself sharing that because the president took decisive action when he did in January is why we've had the low spread that we've had. And it's why we don't uh, and are not experiencing what Italy, India, China, obviously, ravaged there, Spain, so many other countries all over the world, over 150 countries right now. But the massive spread is that's taking place over there didn't hit here like it could have. Can you imagine thousands, tens of thousands of individuals infected flooding into our country in January? It could be 10 times worse than it is right now. So for every Hollywood elite actress, singer, ball player, athlete, whatever, all you guys, you need to just shut up. You don't, you're talking out your ear in or keep talking and just let Americans know that you really don't know what you're talking about. Because, doctor, you want to say the president doesn't listen to his medical advisors? There's Dr. Fauci right there sharing exactly why we're seeing what we're seeing and not seeing what Spain is seeing, uh, seeing what India is, is now seeing. And um, that's that's what we should be focused on. Absolutely what should, we should be focused on. Well, we've got more news here, friends. We've got the Trump campaign that is uh, <laughs> banging on Biden a little bit. I'll just show you this one briefly. Hopefully, you guys check out my website, davidharrisjr.com, for your news. Just throughout the day, just check it out. Sign up for my newsletter there as well. But uh, it helps me fight. They're definitely trying to lower my reach uh, on mo- on all of these platforms. Trump campaign on Biden. He's not playing with a full deck. The Trump campaign is getting real when it comes to the attacks on former Vice President Joe Biden as both campaigns get ready for a general election complicated by the virus. On Thursday, Trump aides ripped on Biden for telling supporters throughout a Wednesday virtual happy hour that he became a professor after he left the U.S. Senate. In reality, he and the university knew that he would never step inside the classroom or teach uh, one single class. The professor, he claimed to be a professor. Uh, He was an honorary title. He never taught a class. He said he was walking around with students. Didn't happen. The Trump campaign isn't pulling any punches. They're calling him out for exactly what he's doing. Here's some information. I got one more video. I got the video that I think uh, that, that, that brought a tear to my eye as far as how amazing I believe the president is. And it just shows his heart and his character, especially in a time like crisis. I'll get to that right after this. This news is coming out. Judicial watch. Uh, watch Tom Fenton, friend of mine. I appreciate and love his work. Strzok's Wiener timeline shows gap between Clinton email discovery and search warrant. Judicial Watch has released 180 pages that they received from the FBI that shows the timeline between the discovery of Clinton's emails on Anthony Weiner's laptop and the search warrant to examine it. There's almost a month in between the two. Was this done to give Hillary's team a chance to clean it up a bit before they would go in and search? Uh, the timeline's there. See the article for yourself. Obviously, 
uh, there's still a whole other aspect and issue that we can't forget about that's going on behind the scenes. And that's we're still trying to get to the bottom of the coup against this president. You have to know by now there was an active coup to try to unseat a sitting president and a duly elected president. And I really hope that Judicial Watch continues to uh, to dig deeper into this thing. I know they're going to be speaking directly with Hillary Clinton, and uh, she has not been given the opportunity to not answer questions. How many out there like me want to see Hillary held accountable? I absolutely do. So here is the president uh, talking about taking a small trip again. Listen to the question. These reporters, they just try to set the president up. They try to they try to put him in a box. And when he delivers an answer, you can feel it. Given that older Americans are advised to stay at home and avoid travel, is it absolutely necessary for you to go to North South Virginia tomorrow to no, wave goodbye to the ship? No, but I have spirit for the country. I mean, we have sailors, we have doctors on that ship, we have everything. I mean, I'm not going to be uh, jumping around in a huddle. But yeah, I think it's a great sign. The president of the United States, they got a ship out of maintenance completed all the work in a, a fraction of the time, you know, supposed to be there for three and a half additional weeks. So they got it done and it's in great shape and they're sending it up. So the answer is a good question. It's a fair question. I just feel that as the leader of our country, when they can do work like they've done and they've been working all day, all night, medical supplies, everything, loading up that ship. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world is right down the road, practically, right, Virginia. And I think it's great if I go to Virginia. I guess I can take helicopter or plane. It's very, it's like a tiny trip. And I think it's a good thing when I go over there and I say thank you. It doesn't mean I'm going to be hugging people and it doesn't mean that I'm going to be shaking people's hands. And But I think it sends a signal when the president is able to go there and say thank you. Can't you just feel his love for America and his appreciation for all those that are working so hard and diligently during this crisis. I know I can feel it. it makes me proud to be an American, somebody that loves and honors and respects this country. And to know that we have somebody that loves and honors and respects, respects this country at the helm as the commander in chief. Absolutely a blessing. Thank you, Mr. President, for all that you do, showing your courage, showing your bravery, showing your your willingness to honor the brave men and women that are helping so much and so tirelessly during this crisis. We appreciate you. Friends, thank you for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. Please sign up for my email list. If you want to get on my text blast alert, text my name, David, to 53445. That's the address, 53445. Text my name, David. And uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast. You'll love the interviews that I bring you. God bless you. Stay safe. Enjoy your time in your self-isolation. And we will talk to you guys all very, very soon. We will get through this. We'll get through it together. And we'll come out on the other side brighter, better, and hopefully more unified than ever. God bless. Have a great rest of your night. Bye-bye. 